0: Thank you. Good morning, everybody. I'm Eureka John, and you're at Eureka Street Crypto, broadcasting from Leander, Texas. It is 534 in the morning, May 20th, 2022, episode number 458. Moving a little slower lately. Um, I'm in the process of leaving my day job. I'm actually going to be full-time crypto. Um, We'll see if it's actually working for um, another company. I'm waiting on that, or we'll see, just see if I will just be full-time Dow. but uh either way, I'm uh, going full-time crypto, and <laughs> it's a little hair-raising, um, you know, this, there's bills that got to be paid, you know, I'm not just some freewheeling single guy out there, you know, being like, I just want to make do what makes me happy, no, no, I got a family, mortgage, kids, you know, all that type of stuff, um, got bills to pay, and uh ain't rich, so, Um, it's, it's a big step out there to really step out there and just try to pursue what you, um, you know, what, where, where you feel like your heart is pulling you to do, to go at the same time, you know, you don't want to feel like you're being selfish either. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of, you gotta always find a good balance of both. I don't know. I don't have any answers for it, but I'm doing it and, uh, here goes. So, yeah. Um, yeah anyway so this is my morning show aka video blog and uh i've been doing this since october 24th 2020 i just uh became super interested in crypto starting in 2018 and um around 2020 i was watching all these youtube videos during the covid lockdown and all that crap and uh uh, i was just like man i was like i can do this you know like not that i really have any professional opinions because i don't and i'm just not financial advice but i mean i can track my progress as i learn about crypto and document it and it's fun i love this type of stuff so um yeah i love learning about crypto i love doing audio visual stuff hey yeah all right uh, all right yeah all right um anyway uh, so, yeah, this is my morning crypto show it is my message in a bottle to meet a bunch of other crypto people in the space who have the same type of um, you know passion and desire for um, financial freedom and autonomy and to subvert the credit system and about Web3 and to see where all this goes and to, to just, yeah, to follow it. And I'm not here for price action, even though some good price action is always nice, but uh, it's not what I'm here for. I'm here to follow this technology and to document uh, what i'm learning about it anyway enough for the intro all right so um i you know i i've usually gone through like coin gecko and stuff like that um it's not really gonna be what i do anymore i just eh, you know like you know the price you know like if you can go look it up it's coin gecko.com coinmarketcap.com coin paprika coin codex there's a billion of them out there um, that you can go look up the current prices of all the tokens and all that stuff. So yeah. Uh, let me get back to where I was. Um, I was at the infinite movie machine, machine movie and collection. So let's see here. Let me go over to this other screen. Okay. So this is a project I've been following for a while. I bought the NFT when it first did the NFT drop. When they first came out with a book, this is the book, The Infinite Machine, written by Camila Russo. Um, I bought this book, and I, I read it um, whenever it first came out. It's just one of those things. Like I was like, ah, this this is something I have to read. And it basically covers the history of Ethereum. And it teaches you so much. And Camila Russo, she does it in like a storytelling format. Um, this is her right here. And, uh, yeah, whoa, there it is. All right. Yeah, and she, you know, she's from Argentina, so she saw some major um uh nation state currency um devaluation happen and you know, hyperinflation happen and everything like that. And she's a reporter in New York, was a financial reporter and is just like, "Man, I, I she, that's how she got into Bitcoin and crypto because she a lot of people in the United States don't realize exactly how volatile and susceptible we are and controlled we are by our own money system and when you live in a place like argentina for instance that has like hyperinflation it becomes really apparent you know when your bank and your your government won't even let you trade out for dollars a lot of times much less bitcoin um and yeah and you got to find some way to to hold on to your wealth uh well crypto allows those people to do that and they see the importance and uh, the the reasoning behind financial autonomy, behind learning how to subvert the uh, nation-state money system, and uh, yeah, it's you know that that's really what it's all about. And with the way things are going right now, I mean, I'm paying. Yeah, I just paid four twenty-one dollars, four dollars and twenty-one cents in gas to get down to work and back yesterday. I paid thirty-five dollars just to commute to work and back. And that's it for one day. You know, uh, at 375 I was paying $120 a week just to get down to working back. It hardly makes it worth to go into work, which is part of the reason why I'm quitting the job. Because um, it's starting to cost me more than, than it's worth, you know. And then all the work that I'm getting with the podcasting gigs and stuff like that. I, it's costing me more to go down to my day job than it is to sit here and work on the stuff that I've built up over the past couple of years through this channel, you know. And so that's kind of a crazy place to be, you know. Like <laughs> my my established day job is starting to cost me more money than than gig work, Web three gig work, which is which is so weird. But anyway, so back to Camila Russo. Um, yeah, she's you know, in, in, in. So she's a re, been a reporter up in New York City. And um, she started um, uh, documenting the whole story of Ethereum, and uh, she wrote this book out of it. And this is a really good book. I highly recommend you just go on Amazon Books or whatever and find the Infinite Machine, and you, you go take a look. And I'm not shilling. I, nobody's no, I, I, nobody's paying me to, to shill this or anything like this. I just I just like the book and um, read it. Like you'll learn so much about crypto and about Ethereum and about everybody's little role in this whole production that is going on right now. And and you'll get up to speed on all the things going on. So you can understand, you know, all this, you know, NFT craze a little better. So you can understand what happened with this Terra crash that recently happened a little better. And I you know, didn't really cover it because I did not understand it. I've listened to a Bankless episode that does nothing but cover the terror crash. I've you know, read, I've bookmarked tons of tweets. You know, even Vitalik Buterin at this point wants to go back and work on some Bitcoin stuff because he doesn't necessarily love a bunch of the things happening with Ethereum. I mean, there's just like, there's so many things going on. It was the worst crypto crash in the history of crypto. And, you know, I think it was manipulated, honestly. Um, it, It's it all started with one major um you know, i believe it was a sell or a buy or something into uh the the terra ecosystem and then bitcoin it it, it and then bitcoin dropped in price and then it started this like death spiral and um yeah that, that got people selling i had a friend uh he was somehow uh indirectly tied into the Terra ecosystem through a DeFi application on phantom and he was really trying to pull his money out of phantom and he had been trying and his his transactions had failed now phantom is supposed to be like this super cheap blockchain. Right. And it's uh, super fast, super cheap. You know, that's what, that's what a lot of these other block layer one blockchains advertise themselves as, you know, Oh, we're scalable. We're fast, you know, da, 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 you know, but the second, once the, the traffic just extremely overruns the, the blockchain, then it becomes just like Ethereum, you know? So yeah, you can't sit there and poke you know fun of Ethereum and, and you know, dog on Ethereum for being expensive because if your blockchain got the traffic that ethereum gets then your blockchain would be shut down and that's what kind of what happened with phantom uh so he he um, messaged me wanting to borrow a couple phantom tokens cuz he had used up all his phantom trying to get transactions through and i was trying to send him phantom tokens and i couldn't even send him tokens cuz the whole network was shut down and it finally showed up after he had resolved the issue maybe about 5 hours later i don't know i was asleep and uh but i mean it just goes to show this is all experimental technology, folks. You know, and the fact that Camilo Russo wrote like an entire history book on it already <laughs> is saying something that kind of gives you a place and a, and a ground standing of, of, of being able to see what's going on and understand it. So, m- muchos props to Camilo Russo, man. So, yeah. Anyway, so this is... so. The book has been so successful that they've decided they were going to make a movie out of it. So, you know, this has been going on for a while and I can't remember. Maybe it was like last October, something like that. They did an NFT drop for the movie. Uh, october 2021 and i was like right there i was like okay man i don't really have much money but this is one thing i I don't really get into the latest nft craze it's just not my shtick like i like DeFi more i like experimenting with degen projects i got caught up in the whole you know ohm forks i got caught up in the avalanche not the avalanche the abracadabra um whole thing you know magic and internet money and you know, I yeah, you know, I didn't really lose a ton of money or anything because I you know I pulled out as soon as I saw some problems. But um, a lot of people lost their crap on it, just like a lot of people lost their crap on Terra, you know. And I never got into the Terra ecosystem. But NFTs have never been my thing, and uh, I do here have some NFTs here and there. Um, you can go take a look here at my OpenSea profile. I have two different addresses. This is one of them, and. uh yeah, so I, I do play this play to earn game Freaks and Guilds. Um and I have, you know, here's my where to go, man. Um I'm trying to find I have this uh, a made a portal NFT that I kind of speculated on. Uh, I have all these NFTs that I minted. Um I priced them at 0.08 and as you see the the Friday screen up there Um, and that, that's an NFT. So if you want to buy it, you can buy it. Um, I I just priced it at 0.08. So, I mean, yeah, if you want to buy it for cheaper than that, just message me and I can maybe arrange something for you. I don't know, but I don't know. I'm just kind of experimenting, kind of trying to learn it. I'm trying to learn smart contracts and all that stuff and how to write them myself. Um, where did that infinite machine NFT go? It was somewhere in there. Anyway, I was going to show you that, um, (laughs) that's not pulling up. Um, Anyway, there's another one I made called Devotion. I think it's pretty cool. I like that one. And then this, this is a sketch I drew, you know, like 11 years ago. Yeah, uh, My performance, re- or this like snake guy saying my performance reports are due, but I would rather go shopping for a new brassiere. Um, anyway, yeah, so here's the Infinite Machine NFT. So they're coming out with their own movie, the, the Infinite Machine book. Uh, they're putting it on the silver screen. Um, and they made this NFT collection in order to try to fund it. So this is one of the first NFT funded movies. They didn't want to go through Netflix. You know, they didn't want to go through a lot of these other, you know, Hollywood production, you know, type of, uh, platforms, distribution platforms, because they charge you out the butt. You don't get, you get barely any of the, of the, you know, the profits and, you know, just, just listen to, uh, um. Well, what's his name, dude? Oh my god! Oh, the comedian. Uh, (laughs) Why can't, dude? He's on. Oh my god! Uh, It always happens to me when I'm trying to to stream. Is just like I can't remember people's names or names of projects. It'll come to me. Um, Yeah, Dave. uh, (laughs) <laughs> whatever anyway. So yeah, anyway, Netflix is problematic. It's all centralized. They try to censor you. Um, and so a good way to go around that now is to fund your projects with NFTs and stoner cats did this with Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. It's an animated cats features and they didn't really necessarily, uh, Netflix and all those you know, companies didn't want to, to fund an animation that, uh, um, uh, Showed marijuana as the subject matter, you know. Okay, whatever. Um, So they they did an NFT drop, and they did really well on the NFT drop. So well, in fact, that it basically uh, choked up the Ethereum network. And uh, a lot of people getting into NFTs don't understand gas prices and what they're for, and why they're there, and how that can make your transaction fail. And when your transaction fails, you don't lose your money for the NFT, but you lose your money for the gas. That you would have paid so the the thing about ethereum is is you have it's it's an auction system you know currently and you have to pay a higher gas during times of demand and uh, what the gas does is it prevents ddos attacks or dos attacks which is denial of service attacks and that's when a bot Um, or some uh, nefarious actor uh, sits there and tries to overwhelm a system through a form submission or whatever um, and to try to crash the server. So, you know, say, for instance, you you have a contact us form and you have a bot that is continuously just, you know, inputting names into that contact us form names and information to the point where they get so many per minute or whatever per second that it starts to overwhelm the system and the system completely crashes. Um, That's what gas prices do that ideally they're, they're supposed to prevent um, non-humans and, uh, nefarious actors from uh, sabotaging and crashing a system say, well, who would do that? Lots of people would do that. You know, there are a lot of people that want to hack and crash a system. Um, you do it to your competitor, you know, it's just, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know the personal lives of the people that run these bots, but, uh, yeah, it's common. That's all I got to say. So that is a denial of service attack. And, um, <clears throat> and that is why the gas is there. So they made this auction system, and then so during times of high traffic, the gas price gets a little higher, and if you want your transaction to go through faster, you have to you know, ratchet up your gas price that you're willing to pay. Well, during times of very exclusive NFT drops, It can basically raise the gas price really high and your gas in your transaction is not guaranteed to go through and it can fail. And if it fails, you lose the Ethereum with that. And that sucks. And so a lot of new people getting into, into crypto don't necessarily understand this. And a lot of new people getting into crypto are getting into crypto through NFTs. And they're not really coming at it from like the super geeky technical angle, you know, that like a lot of us did, you know, learning about, you know, um, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, blockchain mining algorithm, SHA-256 and all that stuff. No, no, they're coming at it because they think the picture is pretty, you know, or they want to be a part of some some cool new cartoon or movie. And so they want to buy this NFT and they're just figuring out how to use a wallet, you know. And, they, so, and then, they, then they see the transaction fail and they lose some money and they're like, what? And they're pissed. You know, so a lot of these projects now are trying to reimburse some people for some failed transactions, which is good. This just happened with the whole uh, uh, other worlds project with the board API clubs and they were, you know, the entire network crashed again because they couldn't handle the demand. And a lot of people were spending, shoot, thousands of dollars in gas just to get a hold of one of those other deeds to be able to have a spot in the other world metaverse. So, I mean, it just goes to show you this stuff can get pretty nuts. Anyway, the Infinite Movie dropped their NFT October, back in October, I think, 2021. I got one of these NFTs. Uh, they've since then done another release. That has sold out. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. So let's go back over here to the website and they're using these NFTs to fund the mo- the movie. They're using it to um, help the audience have participation in the project. Um, there, you know, this says here, we are all going to make a movie. Wagmam is what that stands for. The acronym, the Ethereum story is being turned into a feature length film. So here's the drop and the drop is, I believe through 34 different artists or something like that from all over the world. And a lot of times from developing nations and, uh, yeah that's pretty cool and um yes and recent news is uh Free Scott Productions has jumped on board to help them produce the movie. That is huge news because those are the same people that have made Alien, Gladiator, Blade Runner and they're producing this Infinite Machine movie. So I'm just wondering who's going to play the characters like Vitalik Buterin, Charles Hoskinson, how they're going to weave that story. Um, You know, obviously they're going to have the good versus evil dichotomy like all Hollywood does. Um, Is Charles Hoskinson going to be the evil guy, you know, and Vitalik Buterin be the hero? You know, (laughs) Charles Hoskinson, he doesn't seem like an evil guy. I actually got to meet the guy in Denver. Um, I can see why a lot of people, you know, love the guy. He's super charismatic, even though he looks like, you know... (laughs) an old man at the age of like 33 um I just a that's his shtick. I don't know you know he, they like he like he likes the khakis and office wear <laughs> like I don't know but uh hey man teach their own I'm not gonna dog him you know but uh um but in this movie like they all lived in a house in Switzerland and, you know of course Camila Russo weaves this story in this book um and and you know, Charles Hoskinson was down there trying to be the CEO and, you know, have meetings on the whiteboard every day. And these guys are just like, you know, young early twenties, teenagers, you know, stuff like that. Just like, just want to hang out and encode, you know, <laughs> they don't want to have like, like management meetings, you know? So I, I think that's kind of where the rift began. I, I don't know, but that's kind of what I'm gathering. And, uh, you know, so, but anyway, Hollywood can take that and, <laughs> and like twist it into this whole like hero, good guy, bad guy dichotomy thing. Like they always do like, like human beings need, they need the hero, you you know they need the scapegoat they you know that it's just like yeah it, they need the story and you know so ah I guess this is where the line between journalism and um you know whatever you know the storytelling really starts to blur but either way it brings crypto to the forefront I, to me it's like in skateboarding you know uh, I've always been a skateboarder. I used to get beat up for being a skateboarder and uh, and when I was young. And then when that movie, as terrible as it was, Gleaming the Cube came out with Christian Slater. and uh, you know you you saw him, you know there's this like story about you know the 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 younger brother or the older brother or something like that getting getting killed because he got involved in some nefarious activity because he under uncovered some, you know, some uh, Uh, some criminal activity, and so he got killed for it. So here's this teenage skater out on a mission to to uh um avenge his brother's death and brings down this entire crime syndicate or something through his skateboarding anyway it showed skateboarding on this Hollywood silver screen for the first time ever and then soon after that like you see you know McDonald's picking up skateboard eggs, coca-cola you know skateboarding in the Olympics now you know but back then it was such a big th- so that's where crypto feels to me now it feels like in the days of the early skating and like here we are now getting our first first. first venture into like a feature, you know, Uh, Hollywood film and it's the feeling I got as a skater back then looking at like what I'd love to do that is normally a crime. Skateboarding is a crime, just like cryptos. A lot of times a crime, you know, by the SEC, you know, and it being totally accepted by society for the first time is, is such an interesting feeling. And I feel like I feel I'm feeling that again, you know, at at this age, 46, you know, back then I was like, you know, 14 or 15. Uh, So anyway, so yeah, Here's the silver screen. Scott Free is going to be doing the movie. Um, you know, it's it's um, they're being supported by NFT. You meant the NFTs. I got my NFT. I don't know when the next drop is. I'm not trying to shill or advertise this. But, uh, you yeah, you get to support an artist, you know, from all types of countries all over the world. Um, you get the movie Meta Traits. So the Meta Traits in the NFT are not there quite yet. But as as the project develops... They'll be putting in meta traits in the NFTs, rarity traits. They're going to uh, allow things like passes for you to be, um, you know, like an extra in the film or whatever, you know, uh, for you to be able to contribute ideas, um, you know, and all types of stuff, um, you know, that come with being an NFT holder. Um, so yeah, first mint is sold out. Second mint is sold out. What's next? Um, I think they're going to have a third mint at some point. I don't, I don't know. But, um, Um, yeah, they, they just did their first exclusive drop for NFT holders and I went and I I claimed it and let's see here, you would go to this page here. If you hold one of these and you just go right there and you connect your wallet and you just claim it and I'll show you what this NFT is. Uh, let me go back to that page and it's an homage to Blade Runner. So the, the theme is, is cinema and, um, yeah, you know, so I mean, these could be collectibles. That's, that's the thing about NFTs. You know, a lot of times you don't know if it's going to be valuable, and I think that's the point. You don't need to know. Like, you should buy an NFT because you're stoked about it, not because you're sitting there chanting, "Hey, hey, I'm gonna make a lot of money." No, dude. You know, like be stoked about the project. Like, and buy NFTs of stuff you like, and then you know, if it becomes valuable, that's amazing. You know, um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh the, well, the, the page is not playing. I was going to show you the NFT I got by holding this other NFT. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 here we go. Uh, where'd you go? Um, let me scroll all the way to the top, okay? But yeah, I mean, that's the thing about NFTs like, if you're gonna buy an NFT, either play the play to earn game because you enjoy that, um, or like you know, like the project, you know, um, so yeah, like if, <laughs> yeah, anyway, whatever. All right, so here's the the we are going to make it make a movie collection, and here's the NFT right here, the Explorer. Um, trying to get this page to pull up, and uh, yeah, things run a little slow when I'm mining Ethereum on my computer and trying to uh, record an episode at the same time. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, uh, I don't know. I should probably shut off and restart my miner, and especially whenever I'm trying to do things like record. Um, but uh, I don't think things through. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not my 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 top uh personality trait. So anyway, so Explorer recreates a scene from the movie Blade Runner 2049, um, in which the main character embarks on a process of searching for the truth to find out if he is a real being or a man-made artificial intelligence. In this case, the scene created by me presents this character in total darkness, me being the author, not me being um. Uh, where everything is visible thanks to the light emanating from the ETH symbol, which is a radiating source of energy. And the storyline of this scene gains new meaning as it is a quest for the understanding of the Ethereum blockchain as the ultimate truth. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but um, as a kind of creative source of life, as a kind of light of hope, and at the same time of an uncertainty, it is an ambiguous scene where we cannot be sure whether we are in the presence or the, or the beginning or the end of a journey and that's pretty cool you know like but uh, yeah it's a pretty cool nft all right cool man i'll take it it's free um so yeah anyway um so yeah i mean it just goes to show there's, there's a lot of cool ways uh, things that nfts are doing i love the fact that hollywood is starting to be able to be funded by the grassroots you know people the average people like a hollywood production um yeah, and I, I see things more and more things like this happening. Like here's for instance, on Crypto Sapiens, another podcast that I do, um, we recently covered an episode uh, about Canticos, which is like a children's show, and like you know you would see on like Nickelodeon or whatever I don't know, and uh, or PBS, you know, more like PBS, and um, they they are they have an NFT collection and they're funded by NFT collections. And um, you know, it's kind of like a little bit Dora the Explorer-ish, you know, they they speak Spanish and English and you know, um uh, but basically you can buy an NFT to participate and fund this project. There's ten thousand unique NFTs with unique attributes and artwork and and uh you know by holding an NFT, you know, you can um that th- they're working on it, but uh you can participate in the production of the show, like, you know, in in the guidance of the show, you can have a voice, the governance of it, you know? So the show in a way is kind of like a Dow. So, the, so the, they have a presale, the gold list members can mint up to 10 chickies during the presale show. Um, following the gold list mint, they can mint up to five, you know? So then they have the public mint day uh, at 50% minted. Our first nonprofit donation is unlocked. Um, then they give passes to NFT holders like periodic airdrops of exclusive access and utility for early holders, including priority position for future Encanto drops, NFT drops. And then, so, you know, have airdrops, you can join the producer's circle. Uh, the first 2,500 Canticos club NFT holders become part of the Canticos producer's circle. And you can see the pitch for the upcoming series. Um, they have, you know, the marketplace with online store, um, in real life and virtual events, if you're an NFT holder, you get to participate in this type of stuff. Um, so, I mean, it just is—it's a—it's a, it's a way for you know a lot of these because Hollywood and a lot of these television productions and all that stuff have gotten so detached. From the people that watch it. And you can see this, you know, by a lot of the content coming out. It's just so detached from the average person and all these remakes and all this other bull crap that they're doing to try to just squeeze a, a dollar out of, you know, anybody that they, you know, uh, that they perceive us who to be, you know. And uh, it, this is a way for for television productions and Hollywood and everything like that to reconnect with, with, um, with the people, you know, and, and, and for the people to have some ownership in it. So yeah, anyway, whatever I've gone on about 30 minutes, 2908. So I'm going to, I'm going to can it here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't really, I don't ever have a script and all this stuff. So pardon me if I'm just kind of just like, you know, squirrel, you know, all over the place, but it's just how I am. Um, anyway, uh, give me a thumbs up or whatever. Um, go take a look at my NFTs if you want. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just exploring around with this stuff, but, uh, it's on OpenSea. I think if you, you, uh, if you search like Eureka street collection or something, you might be able to find something. I don't know. Um, anyway, yeah. Shoot me a DM. If you have any questions or issues or whatever, I always love talking to people and then, uh, um, yeah, we'll get this uh, workday started. Today's Friday. Enjoy your Friday. Um, go do something for yourself. Enjoy. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the weekend. Next weekend's Memorial Day weekend. So maybe you'll have a three-day weekend. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later on when I talk to you. Bye. Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and Bitshoot, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically, if you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I'm also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1. That's E-U-R-E-K-A John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. Thanks again.